G'day and welcome to Partake. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple develops convictions. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So says Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 to 9. And this model tells us three things about developing convictions. Firstly, it's incarnational, it's instructional, and that they are internalised. And everybody has two sets of convictions. Firstly, there are those that you think are your convictions, and secondly, there are convictions by which you live your life. And where do we get the basis for developing our convictions? As Christian disciples, the foundation of all our convictions is located in Scripture. Jesus is to be our life. That is one reason why we are to read the Bible regularly and apply it to our life. And we are not alone in either the reading of Scripture or in its application to our life. Remember that the interpretation of Scripture is part of the Holy Spirit's role in the life of the Christian disciple as the great teacher. John 16 verse 13 and in its subsequent application Ephesians 5.26 2 Corinthians 7.1 in our journey towards total sanctification. But what is a conviction? A conviction is a principle that you or I cherish or prize highly enough that we practice it in our life. There is a vast difference between your belief system and your convictional system. A belief system is something you will argue for. A convictional system is something you will die for. It is a good thing to ask yourself periodically, what is really worth dying for? And how do we develop convictions? Firstly, we know that developing convictions is a process in the Christian disciple that takes a lifetime. Dependency leads to interdependency and it's a growth equation. The Bible plus obedience plus time equals growth. That is the key and there are no shortcuts. However much we naturally desire shortcuts. And then there's a prevailing attitude of passivity. Christian disciples and leaders are not passive or dependent people. This is the person who has good intentions but no plan of action. A lot of people trust the Lord for the product, but not for the process. And Isaiah 40 verse 31 both assures and reminds us that those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. And the lack of clear-cut objectives or standards is the next step. You achieve what you aim for. 
If we don't have clear objectives, it's because we are primarily negative people. So be positive and have clear objectives of what you want to achieve. Then there's the problem of inconsistency. The realization that your convictions are different from contemporary society that believes that they are determined by the media, not ideas. How much are you poured into the mould of your society? As A.W. Tozer reminds us, the power of Christianity appears in the antipathy towards never in its agreement with the ways of fallen man. And the realisation that your convictions are different from your future convictions. The problem about convictions is that you are free to choose them, but you are not free to escape the, the consequences of your decision. Then there is the realisation that your convictions, if they are biblical, will probably be entirely different from that of the world's community. And further realisation that your convictions are probably different from your parents and your family. And don't just react to your parents' negative convictions without knowing their positive convictions. And there's the confusion between the convictions of Christian disciples with non-Christian convictions. And the convictions of non-Christians are most frequently cultural, whereas convictions of the Christian disciple are to be always biblical. And then finally there is the realisation that there can be no growth without tension. The Lord Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. There are two things regarding intention. Too much tranquility produces apathy and too much tension produces anxiety. And as Christian disciples, we are to be balanced. And then there's the setting. We communicate truth in a reality setting, in a relational setting, and in a reproductive setting. And how do we communicate? Well, you sharpen your own personal convictions in the presupposition that you have actually identified them. And you help others to devise a clear-cut set of objectives and priorities. You are just as spiritual as you choose or want to be. And relationships always precede requisites. People tend to accept your ideas and your philosophy because they accept you. Conversely, they also reject your ideas and philosophy because they reject you. Jesus is a case in point. And explain your convictions to others. Don't let anybody go out of exposure to you wondering where in the world you are. And feed others responsibility. You have got to give them enough developmental rope to grow. Casualties are essentials of the process. God will give you enough success to encourage you and just enough failure to keep you dependent upon him. And then you create a desire on the part of others to relate to Jesus Christ and his will and not primarily to you. A Christian disciple is a person who follows Christ not someone who follows you or me, primarily. We ought to obey God rather than man. For more to think about, please do ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, 
so that you can pray over any issues together question 1 read Luke 10 verse 26 to 28 and ask yourself how can my convictions be further developed along these lines question 2 read Matthew 5 verse 1 to 11 what is the core of what Jesus is saying about living his way and following his convictions and question 3 read Isaiah 40 verse 31 what role does trusting in the Lord play in the development of my convictions as ever if you have any comments to make on this please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk Thank you.